Yo, what up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked and Censored. I'm Jason Lee. Hey, it's DJ Damage. All right, so look, um, hopefully you're listening to us on iTunes. Go ahead and give us that five-star rating because you get five-star service. Or listen to us on iHeartRadio, <laughs> uh, Google Play, or Spotify, but you can also watch us on YouTube. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you leave comments because we actually read them. Please do. So, Damage, what's going on with you, man? I'm, uh, I'm out here losing weight. You're losing weight, man. I'm losing stress. It's a it's a great time right now. But no, my son's back in town, so me and him been living it up. Uh, I took him to the wild safari habitat in Florida. But now we back out here in LA, and we're doing the virtual school thing, which is tough, very tough. Um, I really commend all these teachers out here that had to put up with my son in class. Up well, what's, until now. What, what's the tough part? Is it dealing with a kid and their lack of patience, or <laughs> is it the content? Man, I feel like. My son is a little too mature for second grade, so she plays like these little whack videos for him. And he's like, man, this is stupid. And like, he's on the Zoom, so everybody can hear him like, yo, you can't say that. Wait, but does he say, oh, no. does he say this is stupid yeah, live? Yeah, he'd be pouting, he'd be throwing stuff. And I'm just like, yo, I got like the bad kid. I didn't know I had the bad kid. So you got, it's been- you, you, you got that Jason Lee kid. Yeah, I'd be like sitting next to him, like right outside the frame, like threatening him, like, you shit. Still, shut up, shut up. So, listen. I had a woo. I had a fifth grade teacher. Her name was Miss Woods. I'll never forget. This bitch was so evil. And now that I'm an adult, I can call her a bitch because as a fifth grader, you can't really be like bitch. And let me tell you what she did. One day, I had to go to the bathroom, right? But I was infamous for like getting hall passes to go out and mm-hmm. go look in my friends' classrooms and you know throw up gang signs and shit, right? So, uh, yeah, I was a gangster. This was before I was gay, and I was a gangster after I was gay, but that's a whole other conversation. So, look, so Ms. Woods, one day I was like, yo, I got to go to the, you know, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. She was like, no. I was like, you can't refuse me to go to the bathroom. I got to fucking go, you know? So I'm like, so I raised my hand again, excuse me. Like, no, I really have to go. She was like, Jason, you've been out the classroom already twice. You're not going to the bathroom. You have to wait for recess. I'm like, okay, Miss Woods, you think you got this under control? Oh, you think that I'm the only one that's going to deal with the crisis, bitch? So I sat there and pissed on myself. And you know what? Oh, but I did it with class. I crossed my arms and I just pissed. And I mean, the pee was overflowing. It was just flowing over my chair. All down your shoes and your socks. But this is how everybody knew that I was peeing, though, because... It, at first, it was like little droplets, and then it became like a rainstorm hitting the ground, you know? So um, they had to let me go to the bathroom. They had to um, <laughs> they had to call my mom to you bring say, me. What did you do for the rest of the day? You just sat and pissed? Wait, was I even in the... I don't think... Wait, fifth grade is 10, right? No, I wasn't even in the fifth grade. Hold on. I was in the... Because this you was... Like- I was Third in the grade? no, I was in the second grade, second, okay. second, yeah, because this is okay. before this is before I went to foster care, yeah, no, yeah, it was oh damn, I was, damn, I have good memory if I can go back that far because you know when you get forty three, you can't really remember shit. I mean, that's an iconic moment to just piss on yourself on purpose. Uh, oh, but to cross my arms and do it with a smile, I mean that, and then when I think about the evolution of who Jason Lee has become, that little motherfucker is the epitome of who I really am. You know, like if I don't piss you off, bitch, I'm gonna piss on myself. (laughs) The commitment to sit there in that urine. You you have to commit to it, and you can't crack under pressure. Let me tell you, if anybody out there is ever thinking of peeing on yourself or peeing on somebody else. Once you make the decision to do it, you mm-hmm. have to follow through. You just have to follow through. So, you know, shout out to all my classmates who have told the story to people or may have remembered or whatever. And shout out to Miss Woods. I mean, she was kind of old then. She's probably dead now, but she was evil. I mean, that woman did not want me to pee for anything. That, that's insane. But that's, <laughs> well, I hope my son would never pee on himself in my living room. But that's what I've been dealing with, trying to be the teacher and the parent at the same time. I've seen this video somewhere where... You see a parent right outside the Zoom screen with a belt in their hand talking to the kid. I'm like, that's me. Because I'm like, I want to shake my son. He's so bad digitally. How are you a bad digital student? How are you bad at your house? You, you didn't even other, go to school. Look, I go through the little the, the little grid screen. All the other kids are sitting in their, in their room. And they got their little headphones on, a little snack, eating apples and shit. And my son's over there like this. <laughs> He's changing the background. But, but you know what, though? But, like, you what know what, but you know what I love about it? And this is what I do love about your son. He has so much personality. 
He's so well-mannered, but he's also very bright. So, like, honestly, school ain't for everybody. But we no. are forced until we're 18 or whatever to go through school to senior high. I didn't take no motherfucking SATs. Everybody be talking about, I got SAT. Well, guess what, bitch? I got flying colors on my GED. And yeah. I got out, and I'm doing great for myself. There were years I, I was shamed. I felt shamed because I had a GED. But your son... He's a he's he has this thing where I mean he's gonna be creative and he's going to do what he's passionate about and if he's smarter than the shit he has to deal with he should turn his nose up at it and act bougie like I did shit yeah and it what also is eye opening what these uh, teachers are teaching your kids it's now now that it's at home you can actually see a play by play of what the curriculum really looks like and the videos are dumb they're stupid it's like. He's like, yo, I learned this in kindergarten. So it's like, it's not really even that, like they don't even challenge you that much. And I don't know it's because the amount of kids and every kid's on a different level, but I'm like, some of this stuff he's just not going to be into. He's not like five years old. Did your son, um, so is, well, is he at least enjoying, is he not enjoying school now or is he just, he's bored? Okay. He's like, But but you know what? Shout out to all the parents who are having to go through what you're going through, because I know a lot of parents are at home dealing with the stress of COVID-19 and having to parent their their kids and not wanting their kids to fall behind. I know that, you know, recently uh, Donald Trump, your president, Damage, um, made teachers an essential worker where now they are forced to go to school. Mm. And then, of course, you can't keep your kids out of school because then there's that mandate where then you could become incarcerated. Yeah, you lock your um, ass up. But it's good that you're able to do it from home and that you have the flexibility to actually be there with him while he's going through it. What do you think about the parents that are forced to send their kids to school? That's fucked up, man. I, I feel like because... Man, there's so many households where there's grandma, auntie, uncle that live in there and the kids go to school and maybe they don't get the virus, but they bring the virus home and it can be, you know, affecting, you know, the parents, parents, which is the grandparents and who the ones you don't you want to protect at all costs. It's just a scary thing. And kids are dirty. That's what they are. My son, I sat there and I was like, if the average human touches his face 5000 times a day, kids have to be in the millions like he's putting all types of pencils shit in his face like it's like it's it's hard to stop them from being walking germs they're like a petri dish of germs they just touching everything cartwheels digging in their eyes like so i will be terrified after send my son to school i'm glad he's right here in my living room speaking of cartwheels you do you do people may not know they they know you as a dj but you're also a really good photographer i saw the the photo shoot you did with him where he decided to do uh to do kicks he did karate kicks and windmilling uh, as part of his thing. But you know what I said when I looked at that was like, damn, I know all the times I do photo shoots, the photo, the end result that you, the audience may see looks good, but to get me there and to get my comfort level there, they'd be like, more energy, more energy. I'm like, bitch, if I do any more energy, I'm going to be doing the fucking, I'll be doing soul train dances at this point. <laughs> but your son was spinning around and kicking. I'm like, you know what, damage at our next photo shoot, I'm going to be doing windmilling and kicking because you I'm going to that kind of energy. You got to loosen up because I was trying to get like one of those cool pictures of him, but he was just going crazy. And I was like, why am I trying to change who he is? I need to capture who he is in a moment. And the pictures came out so epic of him kicking, swinging, jumping. So definitely came out right. Yeah, for sure. Well, I just also want to say the last show, those of you that tuned in and you saw Melissa Ford left the show. Um, and of course we both, me and damage both miss her. She was a big part of the show and, um, you know, she started the show with me since day one. Melissa is highly intelligent. She knows all the words that we don't know. She's the one that did a lot of the research, uh, for a lot of different things on the show. And I will say, although it was bittersweet, the one thing that I will say is the silver lining in it damage is I do mm-hmm. really believe that you and I have been able to build a really good chemistry and have really good dialogue. And I just want to publicly say, man, I do appreciate you writing the fucking wave because you know you know there are times before even before melissa left that i wanted to end this show that i thought about walking away from it because you know honestly i can sit up at my house and make a lot of money and not do anything you guys don't ever have to see me i don't have to do a tv show i can just let her literally just do while it, uh let hollywood unlock do its thing but i do love this show in part because i get to come here with damage and and then melissa and talk about world topics and have an opinion and I think the most important factor of this whole 
experience for me has been the audience, all of you that have grown with us, that have seen the ups and downs, that have seen the growth. You know, I, I, I am at a place in my life where sometimes I struggle with you know, yeah, I want to give you the tea, but at the same time, there's real shit happening in this world. I'm, I have a co-host whose kid is battling a, no social interaction and still learning mm -hmm. in an environment where he's not motivated and a president who's run crazy with kids at the border and cages and, you know, the racism and people just the Black Lives Matter movement. Like there's so much happening that the evolution of the world is happening in the midst of the evolution of this show. And so I just wanted to say, you know, to the, the fans, I read all of your comments on the last uh, uh, YouTube link to the Melissa Ford goodbye story. I, I just want to say thank you so much for all the encouraging words that you gave to her as she's going through her journey and just the support that you're giving her in her new journey. And thank you to Melissa for coming on and, and giving the audience enough respect and your co-host enough respect to say goodbye in the way that you did. I thought it was a lot of class and, you know, we support you, Melissa, and we hope that everybody follows her on her journey to I'm here for the food. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on her Instagram and, you know, we want her to still be successful, but thanks for sticking around with us. And we are actively, uh, and we knew Melissa was leaving. So we have been actively talking to people about filling that seat. Um, and wanting to make sure that we listen to all of you. Uh, so if you have ideas for the type of female, the type mm -hmm. of female co-host that you would like to see fill that spot, please leave your comments in the, in the, uh, on the video. But also feel free to text Damage and I at 310-388-6463. I'll put the number up here and leave it here for a while so you can get it. Just text SHOW. And then tell us what you want to see and with the type of person that you want and the type of representation that you want. Because the thing that Damage and I have been talking about when we knew Melissa was leaving was that she's going to leave a void for being a voice that women want to hear and that men want to hear from a woman's point of view. You know, Damage, I think we've done a great job of building chemistry where we have figured out our thing. But you and I can't really get into topics, the, some topics the way that a woman yeah. can or, or have optics that a woman can. And you were very big on saying, oh, yeah, we, we got to bring some estrogen up in this place. But I just want to say to the audience, we do want your feedback. This show is your show and we just come here and entertain. Um, it will mm -hmm. still be reckless, but it's also going to be very much focused on what's around us right now because, you know, we want to give you that time to escape your lives and your situation. But we also want to, you know, be able to have our footprint in the yeah. conversations that are happening that matter. Yeah, we got to bring the WAP, Jason, at the end of the day. You know, we bring what we bring, but our show definitely needs that WAP. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I'm, I'm looking over the footage from my birthday trip to St. Thomas. And and at first I posted the video that my team did. At, shout out to Adam, who does all our stuff. He did a video where they surprised me with a cake at midnight for my birthday. Mm -hmm. And they made the cake out of pineapple and cantaloupe and watermelon and grapes and all this and that. And so I said, they, my friends thought about me because they, you know, my, my losing weight, they gave me a fruit cake. And I told, and I said that to my friend and he looked at me, and he said, they gave you a fruit cake. And I go, yeah. And they go, you're a fruit cake. And I go, bitch, I ain't no fruit cake. But well, Jason, you are what you eat. <laughs> oh, trust. Then I'm all, then I'm a dick. Oh, but okay. but you know but but I'll say this damage. I'm just saying, know your audience. That don't set yourself up. <laughs> Make note to sell. But no, seriously, like you know, they they made this cake out of fruit. Damn, that was work. That was crazy. Um, but it was so, such a good time. Um, looking over the videos, I had a lot of time. People know now that um, I'm going to put this picture up right here. I put this picture up in the Virgin Islands of me and a friend. We were a little intimate. He had a lot of Hennessy. He really was showing me love and whispering in my ear how good of a friend I was and how much he appreciated me bringing him on this trip. He had recently broke up with his girlfriend. Um, and, you know, I, when we were at lunch and he was telling me about how devastated he was after this relationship, I just felt like, you know what, you need to be around my friends. You need to be around this energy. You need to be in this environment. And it, I really just invited him because I felt like he needed to he needed that. You know what I mean? Like we're all going through shit and, and, and I'm in a place now where I just really want everybody around me to be happy and be successful. And he came and he had such a good time, but he was whispering in my ear how thankful he was. And, and Sham, shot to shot by Sham, he took a picture of him whispering in my ear. Mm -hmm. I put it on my Instagram with an emoji over his face. And I said, you know, I can't believe I found love on the island. You complete me. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
part of it was making all these guys I'm talking to jealous. And the other part was it was just fucking funny. And to know him, he has such a good personality and he takes it well. But man, all his girlfriends were like, you faggot. You know, you. Oh, you, yeah, what you thought was going to happen. They were like, you prostitute. I know he paid for the dick. I'm like, first of all, what you're not going to do is slander my good name. I may pay for the premium Snapchat and maybe I only fans here and there, but I ain't fucking paying for no dick. I mean, why not? I may pay for the flight to get the dick, but I'm not going to pay for it because there's no cash register to ring a dick up. I don't know what that means, Jason, but I'm with you. I'm just saying there's no barcode on a dick to pay for a dick. Like you can't, I have accounting. My accounting team, I would have, they would say, what is this expenditure right here? Oh, I bought me some dick. No, it don't work like that. So I mean, guys pay for pussy all the time. Do they? Yeah. I mean, I have paid for a stripper to get off work early to come, you know, roll around with me. There Maybe you I go. Just... So you kind of in the life, okay? Oh my god, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a John. Well, look, <laughs> look, trick. look. I'm a trick, okay? Trick daddy. So, hey, hey. Trick whatever, daddy, Jason. Whatever they want to call me to get the job done, I will be that. <laughs> you know, now my team works in my house, so I'm like hiding motherfuckers in rooms and sliding them in and out on the low. Like it's too much, too much gymnastic shit going on over there. But I had a great time there, and look. Um, Again, damage. Thank you so much for rocking with me um, and and for doing this thing. And to the audience, you know, see how we were serious and like whatever. Oh, by the way, this is a picture of my friend who I put up with the emoji. He's not gay. In fact, I'm gonna even throw up his Instagram if you want to sign his Instagram and fuck him. You know, fuck him and then send me the nudes or tell me if it's any good or not. Okay, so yeah. Uh, I do want to give a weight update for those of you that are logging in to see me disappear. I'm not wearing a halter top. This is actually a shirt that's just big now. And I've been so busy today that I decided Who I thought you wore a halter top. What are you talking about? They gave me a fruitcake damage. Like they're trying to play me a on some gay shit. Top? They're trying to play me on some gay shit. You know what I mean? But anyway, uh, this, uh, this shirt is oversized at this point. But no, I'm down 50 pounds. Uh, I'm down 50 pounds. And I want to say to people out there, I want to share with you a conversation that I had recently with Floyd Mayweather. He said to me, I see people on your Instagram, a lot of people are giving you good words for losing weight and for having the surgery. And I saw some people criticizing you. He said, fuck the people hating on you. You do what makes you happy. And I just want to say to all of you out there who have been saying you're struggling with your own weight issues or you know, you've been thinking about the surgery or those of you that have been encouraging me because you've had the surgery... Man, do what the fuck makes you happy because at the end of the day, what I'm learning about loving yourself is it's not the it's not the pathway that matters. It just what matters is that you find your path. And mm -hmm. and that becomes the most difficult part. Um, my breathing is better, my sleeping is better, my attitude is better. I'm still vicious, I'm still vicious in business, but in terms of there's more euphoria. And when I wake up in the day, I see I see God more clearly. I see the trees and I appreciate just um, having the time and working on myself. And, and, and like I said, you know, I'm trying to find the balance of who Jason Lee, the character for entertaining people is and Jason Lee, the human being that has to like look at himself in the mirror and every day, you know, walk around this earth. So I just want to say to all the fans, man, thank you so much. I'm down 50 pounds. Uh, I'll probably be down 75 by the end of next month. Um, and I will be starting an OnlyFans account. No, you won't. I'm going to OnlyFans. Jason, no, you won't, man. Why do you keep saying that? I'm I am going... don't really see you starting an OnlyFans account. What are you going to be doing on there? I don't know yet. I haven't I haven't found my OnlyFans creative director. I have to find my team. Like I have to build the OnlyFans team. I have to have a photographer, I mean a a, a videographer cuz you know I can't hire Adam and I this is no way I'm hiring the Hollywood Unlock team. I got to find some sleaze bag from Power Exchange or fucking one of these hole in the wall glory hole places or something. Oh no, don't bring no glory hole to to the, the OnlyFans. They're not ready for that. No, I got to find Damage, you would do good on OnlyFans. I would help you promote it on Hollywood Unlocked, too. Nobody wants to see my ass on OnlyFans, If literally. you want to see DJ Damage on OnlyFans, DM him the best content you would contribute to his page right now. Hello, I'm with that. Come on, ladies. I'm, here it is. We're putting my Instagram right here. I like how he said ladies because he knows he has a big male fan base, too. Yeah, but look, I, oh, I got to let him. Hold on now. <laughs> hold up. Hold up, buddy. 
Oh yeah, you, you can know follow, what? but don't DM me any content, please. <laughs> you know what? And matter of fact, shout out to all you hating ass gay people sliding in the nigga who's not my nigga's DMs. Y'all, I post how happy I was that I was in a relationship. I said this motherfucker completed me, and he was showing me all your DMs, talking about I can't believe you're with him. You need to be with me. Like y'all didn't want me happy, even though it was fake happiness for a couple of days. You didn't want me to enjoy my fake happiness. You fucking haters. <laughs> so wait, wait. They, I guess they figured if it was good enough for you, it's definitely good enough for them. Yeah. Oh, and the women, the women were mad too. They were like, Jason, that dick was mine. Talk about me. I'm like, girl, now you know damn well that wasn't true. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I, I do see a lot of people want to turn you out, Jason. Oh, these women are they're throwing it at me. Damn it. It's just like, it's like, you know, I feel like I'm in the middle of a Serena Williams match. I'm dodging all these balls. Pause. Well, that, well technically. <laughs> but my thing is, Jason, you wouldn't have one more experience. No. Listen, there's a man that I like right now, and he's like, yo, we should get a girl and we should like, you know what I mean? Like, we should mess around. I'm like, bro, do you not realize that the circumference of my head to your penis is not going to ever be the way I want it to be if there's a female in the room? Because women, when they're a part of a threesome, will mm -hmm. always go out and tell. The man, the men never tell. That's so, not true. That is true. You feel like if you had a threesome with a woman, she's going to go out and tell everybody's business. If I have a threesome with a mm -hmm. woman, just right, and me and her are both messing with the guy, mm -hmm. she's absolutely gonna go out. No, and tell. she's not. There's so many women that do it. No, I no, there really are no, there really are. But the difference is between a woman and a man. Okay, there's a difference between a woman and two men, where the two men are just running a train on her. Mm -hmm. She ain't gonna go say nothing. But when she gets in some National Geographic type shit, when she's with a man who's also with the other man, and it's just all kinds of different experiences going on, she's going to go to her homegirl and say, girl, I fucked Jason Lee from Love & Hip Hop, and he has sex with this other guy and the three of us. And then that girl's going to be the one to DM some other platform who's then going to know my business. Mm -mm, nope, not so that. it's not because you don't want the WAP. It's because you're afraid that she might say something. So you listen. The technically, you might think about it. Okay, let me just say this. Okay, the only wop I want is the mm -hmm. wet ass plate after I wash it off and take it out the dishwasher. I don't want no motherfucking wop in the terms of you and old Cardi B. I don't know what she started, but congratulations to her. Her song is still number one on the Hot 100 charts. But girl, keep your wop over there. I don't want none of it. Uh, I'm very content with the wad uh, uh, or the why. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Shout out to Zell Swag from Love and Hip Hop. Somebody sent me a video from your OnlyFans video. I can't even believe you did that. Zell, like, you was sucking that boy from the wait, back. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait, wait. Jason, <laughs> slow down. Slow down. Man, I How did we that. get here? How did we get here? No. Um, no, somebody sent me this video of Zell in the shower with some guy on OnlyFans. I'm like, Zell, you know you on TV, and I get it. We all got a little freak in us, and I know I got an OnlyFans coming, but I ain't busting it open. I, You ain't, Jason Lee ain't busting it open for OnlyFans. Sorry. Nope. But damage, you, call it this? you wouldn't do OnlyFans damage? I mean, it's Bella now, Thorne. After, after everything you just told me, now I want to stay so far away from OnlyFans. Bella Thorne made a million dollars in one day. But what did she do? Did she do anything? Oh, she look. you see how dirty she looks? She, of course, she probably busted it open. I feel like she don't even have to because I know OnlyFans is trying to go in a different direction. I think just her making the account in general got her subscribers. Bet you her titties on there. I bet you she'll do titty shots with you know her areolas out. Oh, the yoga instructor in um, St. Thomas, she was a 50-year-old white woman. Why was her nipple sweating profusely? And she was sitting mm. in front of me, you know, I don't know the name of the dog style, the, the raised dogs or lower dogs or side mm -hmm. dogs or whatever the, the stretches It was a dog. Are. She was sitting there Indian style with her nipples sweating profusely, mm. you know, and I have all these, well, there wasn't, well, there were mixed gay and heterosexual men around me, but everybody noticed these sweaty nipples. Do you like nipples that sweat? Um, you know what? Never thought about it. Probably not. But in that situation, I feel like Jason, if, if I was on that trip with you, 
I would have loved any kind of nipples there because it was a lot of men that y'all went out with. So I'd have been all over the yoga instructor. Um, I'd have been rubbing her down. I'd be like, show me that doggy position again with these sweaty nipples. You would fuck the fifty year old white. Hell yeah! Where was y'all at in Saint in Saint Thomas? Yes, I'm fucking the yoga instructor. Hell yeah, absolutely. Well, we'd have got a second class out of it for sure. There you know, you let, let me say like benefits. I, I benefits. I brought twelve. I brought 13 of us together, a lot of which whom never met. My friend mm-hmm. Jermaine Fox, who I've been friends with, friends with for 23 years, he never met Calvin, my first boyfriend, who I've known for 25 years. He knew him as a mythical figure because I used to threaten all my friends, like, stay away from Calvin or I'll kill you, you know, because, uh, you know, those down low boys were all trying to get somebody. But anyway, they had never met. But a lot of the people that came together, they came together for the first time and literally really just we all bonded over good energy prayer and a lot of really good food and with the backdrop just being beautiful right um and the, and if you want to see videos from my uh trip you, they're on my instagram at the only jason Lee. you can go check them out but it was uh you know i think that when i look back at the people i selected i picked a lot of people that just needed to have that experience because you know my friend sarah just lost her mother from cancer noah mm-hmm. just lost his girlfriend and trying to figure herself out zeus is a 20 year old artist really trying to find his way in the business and, and wanting to you know coming out of uh washington heights new york wanting to be around good energy you know eunice is a really good you know guy that i've known for a long time he spent a lot of birthdays with me and a lot of time when i'm in new york we hang out calvin my ex you know then you had um you just had, you know, Sean and his brother Apollo. You just had a lot of people, my friend Brandon, a lot of people who had really good energy. But it was my friend Sarah who had lost her mother and my friend Rob. You know, anytime I get around Rob, I like to bring up some of our old war stories. And, you know, he almost let me die one time. You know, oh. I got into this huge fight and got hit in the head and got my oh. head cracked open and black eyes and this and that. But I got jumped, you know, um, and it's a longer story. But uh, so I always bring it up anytime we're together, but this trip I brought it up and him and Sarah went to fight and she threw her phone and cussed him out and we had to separate them. And, and That's it, a trip? It literally was loving hip hop on the island. And so afterwards I look at Adam, I go, did you fucking record that? And he goes, no, I didn't know. I'm like, fuck, we would have had a good trailer. <laughs> it was fun though. It was fun. See, that's why you needed me there, Jason, because I would have comforted Sarah. I would have made sure everything was all right. You know, I would have made sure she made it to her room safely. Like, needed me there for that moment. You ain't fucking Sarah. You, you I wasn't saying I was going you're not, to. You're not in a place in your life. Comfort you're, you're is the not, word I You're was not a, in a place in your life yet where you can comfort without connecting with the WAP. So at this point, no. That's deep. That's deep. You might be onto something right there. That's deep. Yeah. Well, neither was Noah. Noah, that boy, he was trying to stick his thing in every female. He had a boat instructor. He talking about sticking her. I'm like, can you just, can you just relax for six days? If y'all can't go six days without fucking, then there's a problem. I can go six days without having sex, so you can too. Did you go those six days without having sex? I sure did. Good for you. Now nah, I cuddled, but I went six days without sex. And that's what I was thinking about when I said comfort, you know, cuddling, emotionally, connecting, like that kind of stuff. Men don't, men don't know how to cuddle without sticking it in something. That's the whole purpose that's of cuddling. That's a part of the cuddle. No, but that's, no, it's not. Cuddling When is, you just stick it in and you just lay it in there, damage. that's called a cuddle. Damage. Cuddling. But is, when you start stroking aggressively, now that's sex. Okay, now you didn't have to say the word stroking. Now you're doing too much. You're trying to, you're trying to get our audience riled up. Listen, cuddling is intimacy, damn it. Yeah. It's not a, intimacy does not involve a penetration. It's a genital cuddle. Women, let me just say this. If you have a man- Women. <laughs> if you have a, let me speak directly to the audience that supports me, okay? Women- if you have a man who calls you and says, it's 2 a.m., I want to come over and cuddle so I can support you and give you good energy and divine energy. He's trying to fuck you. And women, you all know this. That's the oldest chick in the but book. But they're trying to fuck too, Jason. No, they're, well, they're not. Fucking is not, not a one-way street. Women are not trying to intentionally fuck. They give in because they're trying to support the that man. That is not true. Please. That is so false. <laughs> Women only fuck to give in to men. Women know they have so women false. know they have the power. Now the problem is that men don't understand that they really hold the power. You guys give pussy way we too much all energy. All know that. You all give pussy way too much energy. And That's you know what? Hey, 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 women. 
Keep your pussy. I ain't mad. I'm just saying to you men out there, know that this down here is what holds the real power. You just got to try it a time or two. All right, well, look, let's move on. Let me tell you something that's out, and no pun intended. Uh-oh. We do not believe in outing people at Hollywood Unlocked. It's just not our thing, but we do talk about what's in the news. Um, we, we saw where this was going when it was posted on social media. It was posted on many accounts. Uh, Jeffree Star, who many of you know as a, uh, as a makeup mogul. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this person has done a lot in the world of makeup. It has also had a lot of controversy. A lot of people have pointed out that you know, Jeffrey has had his racist moments and we live in a world right now where Black Lives Matter is just a critical part of our daily conversation. But uh, but Jeffrey Star uh, recently went public after a breakup, a public breakup with a black man. And he was strapped. And I don't know the fucking pronoun for Jeffrey Star. This is no diss to the trans community. I'm going to call him him at this point because I don't know that she wants to be called. He wants to be called she. So him, uh, Jeffrey Star took a picture recently with a black guy straddling him, holding on to him. The guys, you know, nobody knew who he was, but, um, you know, another platform put out uh, tattoo side-by-sides and identified him mm. as Andre Marhold. And um, uh, apparently, uh, you know, people, the, a couple things happened. One, people were quick to dig up racist comments that Jeffrey had said in the past, and he had apologized for. Um, also, he did another thing where during the whole Breonna Taylor situation, you know, he had gotten drugged for some racist stuff and brought up Breonna Taylor as a way of kind of masking the comments that really pissed a lot of people off. And if you all don't know who Jeffrey Star is, he's a person who does makeup. You can go to his Instagram. He looks like Skeletor. He's extremely, he looks <laughs> scary as fuck. I've never met him, but apparently, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jeffrey had even said something in the past, uh, calling uh, Mexicans poor and telling someone to shut up, you nigger bitch. Well, anyway, this person uh, went live with his new boo. They quickly found out who this guy was. The other platform posted him. Of course, then it became this thing where then Jeffrey started to post photos of the person in the pool holding his feet and also, uh, you know, saying, like, don't worry about who's sucking me or, or fucking me intimating that this guy Andre is sucking his dick and fucking him, which, by the way, sparked a reaction from his baby's mother, who apparently didn't know that he was gay or involved with men. Andre from Atlanta, you already know. Well, I don't even want to diss Atlanta like that. But, you know, um, if you're if you're from Atlanta, one in well, you know, niggas out there wearing heels and makeup, but not everybody. Uh, The baby mother found out that he was gay and sucking and fucking on Jeffree Star and went Instagram live. Uh, and she went on live saying my ex is on X platform for fucking Jeffree Star is not how I plan to start my day. Um, and then she went on to say, please help me God to be strong for my son. She now has left Instagram because she just can't handle it at this point. Mm. And so did you see all of that happening? I seen all that happening. I only know Jeffree Star from, like you said, the makeup and the racist comments. So when I seen this, I was out. Oh, how ironic, you know, the, the person that screams nigger you know, is what a nigger. So I thought that was very, very ironic. But um, I don't know how I feel about this situation. It's it's really strange because I feel like at the same time, why the fuck do we care? Like when we cancel somebody, we need to cancel them as in not even give them attention or uproar. Like anything Jeffree Star should do at this point, we should just totally ignore Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I had many reactions. Number one, you know, I feel really passionate, passionately about not outing people. I feel like, you know, anybody who's gay, lesbian, trans, whatever, like, you know, that coming out experience is a very fragile thing. And it leads mm-hmm. to a lot of people killing themselves or being displaced by their families. And, you know, because there is a kid involved and because he did have a woman you know, I could see why it became a very controversial story. Jeffree Star will never be canceled by media. He'll be canceled by consumers, right? We don't decide mm-hmm. to just stop writing for some, about somebody because uh, people don't like them. In fact, if you don't like them and you really don't like them, we're going to probably talk about them more because it's going to get you to talk about them more, right? So it's this crazy cycle. I will say the way I kind of felt about it was, one, it's extremely unfortunate that the mother of his child had to find out this way. But I have to say, a lot of the reasons why black men can't, the reason why black men find themselves in a situation like this, and this is absent whether or not he's doing it for clout or doing it for money, because I don't know. Jeffrey did drop a new makeup line the same day this all came out. So it could be a part of a whole marketing thing. Mm, It could be a lot of fake. 
It could be, it could be, it could, well, no, well, I found out the guy really does mess around with guys because he messed around with a friend of mine who's in the industry who reached out to kind of tell me their history. And apparently he's been sexually involved with multiple men. Um, and I think that one of the issues is that women need to make it a safe place for black men to either be open with their sexual desires and their sexual interests and or to share their sexual past. But also men have to start getting to a place where they feel comfortable to disclose to a woman that they want to have sex with or they want to get in a relationship with that they have interest to still maintain sexual advances or interests with other men. Wow. Um, and I know it's not an easy topic or a comfortable topic, but listen, you're going to always have the down low man. If A, a woman doesn't make him feel comfortable to be honest, B, he doesn't feel comfortable or confident enough to ask for permission to still play around, or C, we keep bashing them for being down low in the media the way that it's happened over the last several days. So uh, it's very complex and very unfortunate, but uh, I've at this point said, shit, might as well just send me his dick pics and let me just report on the real news because that's all we all want to know at this point. <laughs> That's what we all want to know? I mean, my community, that's all we want to know. And I'm supposed to get, I just looked at my phone a minute ago. Shit, them pics is on their way. I ain't here yet. That's a wild community. Yeah, um, <laughs> I really don't know what else to say about this. Like I said, Jeffree Star is not somebody I care for, especially after the comments they made, not only about black people, but Latino people. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'll also say to Andre, um, you know, we'd love to have you on the show if you want to come on and talk. Um, it'll be a safe space for sure. I think you, you're thrown into a conversation now that a lot of black men are trying not to find themselves in or mm -hmm. that have found themselves in. And I do think that exploring the down low man is of interest to me for this audience. I feel like a lot of people don't understand it. And a lot of people look at it as this disgusting thing, which, you know, arguably you can find yourself on either side of that argument. But I understand being terrified you know, this person was a basketball player. You in the locker room with other men. There's gay basketball players, as we know, in the NBA, uh, gay NFL stars. I mean, there's just gay people everywhere. But I feel for the black man, we have to get to a place where we can have a conversation that's constructive and not making it a joke. He was he's been a joke every day. And I get it. Like women are not empathetic to the fact that his baby's mom is finding out on Jeffree Star's Instagram. And the fact mm. that he chose Jeffrey Scott, Jeffrey Star is another thing that makes me question the motive. But hey, I haven't talked to him and don't know, but I would love to talk to him. So Andre, if you're listening, come on in. And by the time you get here, I'll have your dick pics and we can get into the real tea. All right. And yeah, you and Jason can have that real long discussion about his dick pics. Well, it may not be that long, damage. It may be a quick, <laughs> short conversation. I don't know. No matter what I do, there's <laughs> nothing I can do. Damage. There's nothing I can do. I'm gay as hell. I cannot stop thinking gay. Watch, let me stop thinking gay. Not nah, try, not gonna work. All right, y'all, it's time for another Hollywood hookup. Woo woo. Mm -hmm. Now, support for Hollywood Unlocked comes from Lord Jones, makers of the world's finest CBD products. Now, CBD is all the rage these days, but pioneer brand Lord Jones is considered the gold standard. For years, they've been changing people's lives with their premium CBD products. Lord Jones has been a favorite among celebrities worldwide, showing up on Instagram feeds of Hollywood's biggest names. I love their products too. That's right. And now they're inviting you to experience the finest CBD products available. World-class skincare to tinctures, gel capsules to decadent gumdrop confections. If you're curious about what CBD can do for you, trust me, you want to start with the best, okay? Lord Jones is crafted with the highest quality of ingredients and premium imp-derived CBD that's lab-tested for purity, strength, and consistency. So good. That's right. So go to lordjones.com slash unlocked to get 25% off your first order. Go to lordjones.com slash unlocked to get 25% off your first order. That's lordjones.com slash unlocked. And that's your Hollywood hookup. Go. It's a fourth off. And uh, tell them we sent you. Hey. What else is going on, damn it? Well, you were talking about a safe space. And um, after everything that went on with Meg Thee Stallion opening up about Tory Lane shooting her, confirming it, there's been a big trend on social media. And it has been for some time. Uh, the hashtag protect black women. Now, um, I don't think anybody needs an update on what's going on with Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lane's. She went on her IG page on live and basically confirmed what a lot of us was thinking. 
But I guess a lot of people are also making fun of Meg and all these types of things. And she she said up. that Tory Lane shot her. She said Tory Lane shot her. So that brought a bigger discussion about protecting black women overall. And it's been trending. And, you know, I brought it up here on this show a few times about the narrative that, you know, black men don't protect black women. And I believe this situation right there just pushed it even farther. Yeah. And so I, uh, of course, like everything else, had an opinion about it. Now, mind you, I've not been on Instagram recently uh, in given videos. I haven't done problematic. Problematic's coming back, by the way. But um, I haven't really done it because I, like I said, I've been on this whole spiritual growth and really inner, I've had some just conf- conflicted feelings inside about really wanting to take time to myself and not feeling guilty for that. Mm-hmm. But I did sound off on this one because I'm so sick and tired of talking. I'm so sick and tired of this whole sub, not the subject of protecting, protecting black women. But I'm sick and tired of the whole subject of Meg being shot. Why are we still trying to do the who shot Meg movement or 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 staying consumed with this when Brianna Taylor still doesn't have any justice, right? Yeah. So I went on Instagram and, and I'm going to show you what I had to say and then we can get into it. Now I've been sitting here watching Instagram and a lot of you keep tagging me in the Meg the Stallion shooting thing. I've already said what I've had to say on the situation. I told y'all the tea. There was a couple lies in her last video, but I'm I'm brewing some more tea to spill on that. But in the meantime, I'm seeing everybody that none of us websites talk about coming out now and saying that we have to protect our black women and uh, Tory Lanez, you know, how he shot Meg was wrong. But where the fuck was y'all at when Chris Brown beat Rihanna? Where the fuck was protecting black women then? None of y'all had anything to say about canceling Chris. In fact, a lot of you went on to do music with him. And I'm glad Chris is in a better place. So this is not a diss to Chris. This is more a diss to all of you cloud-chasing-ass rap niggas who want a bunch of attention and getting the post on our website. Sound off if you think I'm lying. Bye, bitch. So basically what I was saying was not just dismissing what Meg was saying, because I do believe Meg is a sweet girl, young girl, who was a victim of gun violence um, at the hands of her then-boyfriend or whatever he would love yeah, or whatever, whatever he was, was right? But... But I have to say that when I saw the hashtag uh, protect black women, mm-hmm. I have to tell you guys, and please hear me out when I say this. I work on the fucking internet. You work wherever you work and you know what you know. I know the internet and I know how this shit works. Where was protecting black women when, when Rihanna got beaten? And I didn't say that just to throw Chris Brown under the bus. I, I, I love that Chris is on a new journey and that Chris is doing well. And I applaud everything that Chris is doing to become a better person. <laughs> and, but, 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 but I feel like it's such a disingenuous movement of, for social media where everybody just wants to come up with the best caption for a photo or the best hashtag. And, and I feel like a lot of people, and I'm saying specifically celebrities, did not step up to support Megan the Stallion and cast Tory Lanez out until fans started the hashtag protect black women and started saying, where are all the rappers? Why aren't you all saying anything? And it was that then that people that we don't even report on coming up, talking about, you know, protecting black women uh, and wanting to do this whole, hey, Tory Lanez, that was some fucked up shit, this, that, whatever. Let me just tell you, I was surprised, and I like Mario, and me and Mario are cool. I was surprised Mario said something. Mario was accused of uh, fighting with his, abusing his mother. Mm. You know, you know, Waka Flocka has been accused of cheating on Tammy uh, Rivera. There's been so many celebrities that have come out and said shit about protecting black women. Protecting black women is more than just not shooting them. It's not cheating on them. It's not abandoning them with their children. It's not, it's not uh, emotionally degrading them or devaluing them as equal, equal human beings. So when you talk about protect the black women, get the fuck out of here unless we're being real about it. Don't just do it because you want the blogs to talk about you. But my thing is, do you feel like that's why people haven't been talking about it? Because I feel like the, the issue is the fans are complaining that not enough celebrities and rappers are coming up for Meg's defense. But then, like you said... The few people that have, you can easily go through their track record and just tear them apart. Do you feel like maybe that's the reason why a lot of people aren't saying anything? Well, I think for sure that if you live in a glass house, you can't throw a stone. Let's be very clear. What happened between Tori and Meg is a private experience. We're only consuming it because they're public figures. Mm-hmm. But 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 people out there saying, you know, Tory Lanez, this, that, Megan, this, like, it's none of y'all fucking business. 
what Tory did is for Tory to deal with the courts because he's probably going to get sent, deported and whatever. And it's for Megan to deal with. But from what I understand, Megan was saying that he, he was she was alleging that he was using publicists and his team to kind of change the, the narrative. That's they're using they're you they're using publicity and social media and all of the fucking pawns in the conversation to move the needle for each of their arguments. I personally don't give a fuck. I'm not involved in it. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm, my empathy is there for Meg and and it's it's bad for um for Tori, who I just recently started liking, but you know what? I, I'm I, I'm over it all. Like we get it. You've been shot. We get it. He shot you. We get it. He's going to be in trouble. We get it. Everybody wants to be popular and get clout and and join this hashtag. But I want women who are listening to me and and for some of you um, know nothing ass clout chasing ass niggas in the industry, protecting black women has to be more than a hashtag. If I went up and said protect Meg. They would say, but you threw a protect black women. They would say, but you threw a drink in Hazel T's face, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe that's why I wouldn't say it. But no, the reason why I didn't say it is because I'm not into protecting Meg. I'm not into protecting Tori. I do believe we should protect black women uh, because they are the easier, easiest to be attacked and often to be attacked. But to use Megan the Stallion and Tori Lanes as a springboard or as a as a as a platform to mm. to to clout chase, I ain't with that shit. Do you feel like because, like I said, I brought this up on our show quite a few times, even before this incident even happened. Yeah. In your opinion, do you feel like this was something PR people will kind of jump onto because the hashtag protect back women, the conversation was already going on. Yeah. Do you yeah. feel like it was a a, a technique to try to use this to push At, whatever's yes. going on? Great question. Let me go to your first point. You have been consistently talking about protecting black women on this show. Um, and I believe you believe that. Uh, I haven't been saying protect black women on the show, but I do believe in protecting black women, mm -hmm. right? I just am very much, I ain't, I ain't even gonna, if, if I say anything, like I know I say a lot of shit and then I end up getting caught up in some controversy, but that's my role on the show, right? I will say that I'm not going to use it when I've never used it at a time where it's a popular hashtag that makes everybody talk about me in the conversation. Mm, People, okay. celebr artists right now have no new music out to tour. They have nothing to do. They're taking loans because they have no fucking money. And, the, and, uh, and we're not talking about them because we're talking about coronavirus, Black Lives Matter, and shit that's like at the pulse of our lives every day. And so people who are artists, especially those who are washed up and whose careers are, you know, they're in like, they're, in, they're, they're not even B-list anymore. They're, they're close to B minus C pluses. You know, they're trying to find a way to still be relevant in conversations. Megan Thee Stallion is at the A list right now. I mean, maybe B, maybe A minus, right? She's there. Yeah. Tory Lanez is definitely not there, but he was in the conversation with Quarantine Radio. So to hop on that shit, you know you're going to get thrown into the conversation, you know? And so I just feel like, you know... I feel like if your intentions are are there because you really believe in it, then it has to be like Chance the Rapper, when he said it, I felt him because I know he honors his wife. I know yeah. how he honors. I see what his, you mean. I know how he honors. The whole his, lifestyle honors. I know how the he sentiment. honors. I know how he honors his daughter. I know what's in his music. I know how mm. he wa he walks. Chance the Rapper walks what he talks. That's why I fuck with him. Um, but all that other fake shit, like if you're sliding in other WAP, if you're sliding in WAP that ain't your wife's WAP, then WAP it up because it ain't real. But I feel like that's probably why so many men in entertainment are quiet. Because like you said, don't throw rocks if you live in a glass house. So a person can step up and I adamantly mean like, you know what? I think what Tory Lanez did was whack. And then somebody from their past can come up like, well, it was this one time you did this to me. And I feel like everybody, uh, and I can't speak for the male rappers and entertainers, but I do feel like everybody's like a one Instagram tweet or a post, a screenshot away from being canceled in the same light. Well, so yeah. I feel like a lot of people are just quiet because it's like, man, I might've did something in my past. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you come forward and say, you know what, this, this situation has sparked something in me to make me look at my own life. I cheated yeah, on my, I cheated on my wife. True. And you know what, when Take I cheated on my wife, I saw how it diminished her light. And as a man, I'm stepping up to say that I haven't always protected black women, but now I believe we should protect black women. Like, own your shit in the midst of it. I have no problem saying that how embarrassed I was at what I did with Hazel or how I was ashamed at myself 
and how I internally dealt with my own shit, no matter what she did, what I did was not, had nothing yeah. to do with what she did. It was about my fear, my, self, my lack of self-control. But I'm not going to go out and do it now because I want to jump on the bandwagon of what's, what's trending online. That's what I feel a lot of these niggas are doing. And look, do whatever makes you feel comfortable, but just know I see you. <laughs> and if I see you, I'm going to make sure that they see you. And and for Meg, I sent a message to you last night. Hopefully you got it. I I think you're dope. Um, I'm mad. I'm I'm disappointed that you're mad. Apparently, I heard that she was telling people they need to call me and check me. Ain't nobody gonna check me. But I, I do want to say that you know I have a job to do, and I and I tell any celebrity out there who knows me that has my number or that loves me or whatever, if you love me based on me not writing about you or not having an opinion about you when you're in the news get the fuck off my line and delete all of my numbers because this i am hollywood unlocked and i'm here for my audience and i'm here for the audience that helped build my dream that, that's who i serve so if you don't like it that's okay because i don't need you to be on my line but i do want to say to meg like i do want to support you and this platform is always here for you should you ever want to come and talk to us no, absolutely. And I like the words you said, accountability, because as you can see on our show, I've been asking multiple women, black women, what can we do as black men to help protect you? Because, you know, it's one thing to think I'm doing something, but it's another thing to put action to the words. And the biggest thing they said is holding each other accountable. Mm -hmm. Like us as black men, we need to hold each other accountable. That's why they're mad that other celebrities and stuff are not holding Tory Lanez accountable. Mm -hmm. They feel like we see effed up things happen where a man beats his girlfriend up, cheats on his girlfriend or whatever, and we don't hold that man accountable. And I agree. I feel like we do got to get to a space where we become, and I've talked about this with you a lot, we have to build our community back where it's not foul for me to check my homie and be like, yo, bro, how you moving is wrong. Yeah. So I think all of us got to step up, be more accountable. Men, we, we, we got some stuff to work on for real. And Tory Lanez, you're fucking lame, bro. Like there's nothing, there's no other way to cut it, slice it. Terry Lanes is a dickhead. But this is, but this is, but 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 see, but here's the deal, right? Um, at the end of the day, celebrities are here to entertain. They're not social activists. They're not. They're not supposed mm -hmm. to be civil rights and social activists. We expect too much from celebrities. Michael Jackson, get up there and fucking sing, moonwalk, dance, spin around, and go home. I don't want to hear you supporting Trump. I don't want to fucking like save the kids. Like I get it. When you have a platform, you should do something with it. But you know when somebody like Michael Jackson believes in children, believes in not just, you know, feeding into the narrative of people trying to destroy the image of a black man. That's a whole other conversation because I never believe Mike touched them kids. But I will say, like, for Michael to be able to take care of kids with AIDS, kids with cancer, be able to elevate those issues in the media so that way people can invest more in research and, and treatments, stuff like that. People, you know, Beyonce using her platform to help bring uh, attention to the world, you know, world issues uh, surrounding Black Lives Matter in, to, in Africa. I just kind of feel like, you know when it's genuine and you know when it's disingenuous and I'm not investing in plastic. Like, keep that shit over there. And honestly, whether or not we like Tory Lanez is the same conversation about whether or not we like Takashi 69. Unfortunately, once you've built a fan base and your fan, boy, fan base loves your talent, just like you see recently in Chicago, there's been pro R. Kelly uh, marches mm -hmm. where women, black women, you motherfuckers out there had just, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> out there walking the line talking about free R. Kelly. Damage, my point is, is that, right? That was a sick march. That was a sick march. My, my point is, is that people idolize their celebrities and don't take a minute to take a step back and really look at it through clear lenses of compassion and empathy. I don't give a fuck. I was molested. If mm -hmm. I, I could not empathize or sympathize with a celebrity who, is, who supports pedophilia, I can't do it. That's why I was really hurt when I would say, you know, I like I like my guys to be younger and people would say, "Oh, he likes little boys." So you're 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 saying that I'm a pedophile because I like to date somebody who's younger than me. That's not what a pedophile is. But yet, 
if you like the celebrity, you'll go march for them in front yeah. of your coworkers, your church, and your community to say, let him out so he can piss on my neighbor's daughter again. Y'all fucking, y'all got it fucked up. Y'all got it fucked up. And Tory Lane's got it fucked up too. I don't care anybody saying he fucked up. I'm he, not riding with it. Yeah, he did. But we've said that, right? Like, it's not going to change the needle for the people that support Tory Lanez. Like, there, there's still some people. I, I, every time we post them, he has some new music. They like, you support the man that shot Meg. And I'm like, listen, I support whoever pays for advertising on my platform. I support, uh, you want to put so, it on there? Go ahead. Do you feel like he can still have a career after this? Did everybody think that Takashi wouldn't after he snitched on a whole gang? I feel like being a snitch is different from shooting a woman. Nah, because you forgot the whole reason why there's a protect black women hashtag. They don't give a fuck. He can shoot a black woman and get away with it. See, that's the point. We're going to see. That's we're going to see. Okay, we're yeah. going to see. Oh, listen, he still has streaming, right? He's still they like ha- I don't feel like they have taken him off all the big playlists. And if they yeah. have, I could be speaking out of term. I have noticed like, because yeah. you know when you go to certain venues or whatever and their music is playing, they're playing the popular playlist. And I've, I've continuously heard Tory Lanez, every venue I went to, rather it's an outside little bar, I'm hearing Tory Lanez. So I'm like- they haven't removed him from the big playlist. So it's showing me the people that matter, those companies that matter, they do not care. I just did a simple search. Drake is still following Tory Lanez. He ain't going nowhere. Deal with the facts, people. And you know what? Keep the hashtag protect black women uh, uh, alive, but make sure it's filled with purpose, just like Black Lives Matter should. Here we are talking about another black man, mm-hmm. Jacob Blake, who's laying paralyzed in a hospital, shot seven times in the back. An unarmed black man by a white police officer in front of his two his children, while two of his children were in the car, and in front of his, I think was the mother of his children who was outside trying to help uh, help the situation. You shot this man as he was fleeing to his car. Um, now there's riots happening in Wisconsin. A person who was a vigilante protecting buildings with his AR-15 went outside and shot people. Now he's arrested mm-hmm. for murder. But again. What happened to all the energy nationally and around the world about Black Lives Matter? Did we think it was going to stop because we, we burned a couple buildings down? I am so exhausted, Jason, of watching black men, our brothers and sisters get shot on camera. I don't I don't know. I don't know what to do, man. To be honest, like it's I'm at a point where I feel it. It brings down my spirit. It brings my joy down. It's like, how can you even have a beautiful day? You know, having a child that I'm watching do virtual schooling, just to think about how in one split second I can be walking to the car that my son is sitting in and somebody could just shoot me dead. Not only just being in the hood, but from the cops. It's like there's no protection from nowhere. Where are you safe at? This one, this is just crazy. To be honest, seven times point blank range. Uh, His father said he's paralyzed from the waist down. This is fucking sick. Well, let me say to all of you, um, you know. I, I've been in car accidents, bad car accidents, and I've been pulled over by the police. And I do have a, uh, I do have a really strong a reaction when I am pulled over by the police to the extent that I have to calm myself down because I I get filled with rage thinking about one why you pulled me over, um, two how you're talking to me when you pull me over. Three, how this experience was the same experience Philando Castile or many other black men have had, Sandra Bland have had. And people can say what they want about whether or not I'm black enough or not black enough or this or that. Being black, Italian, and Greek, I look at myself as a black man because I know that's how the world looks at me. They can say Dominican, but Dominicans are black too. Uh, They were dropped off in different parts of the world. But I will say I'm not African. Some could say I'm a black American or African-American, but I know how I feel when I get pulled over. I used to have a car and I used to drive in LA and never Ubered because I was like, I'm not Ubering. What the fuck? I just drive around because I have to go so many places. But I got pulled over one day by myself and he pulled me over for some bullshit reason. He was so rude to me. I know he never told the story either that I was so angry. I, I, you know, he, he told my car for me because uh, he was being such a dick. And you know what I did? I, I I let him tow the car, and at that point, I was so filled with rage, I just literally called an Uber and went home. And from that day forward, I never drove again. I just Ubered mm. everywhere because it was easier for me to get in an Uber black with an Armenian guy driving the fucking car or Asian or whatever's driving because unless you take Lyft, mo- most of the people driving Lyft are black, but most of the people driving Uber black are not. 
um, I, I never had to worry about, you know, getting pulled over by the police because I would just Uber. I would just Uber everywhere. But then, you know, when COVID happened and stuff, I started thinking like, I don't really feel comfortable getting in Ubers anymore, but I'm going to get my own car again because I could afford it. I'm going to get my own car and I'm going to start driving around again. But now that I'm driving, I do think a lot about like, you know, I bought several guns. Uh, I'm going to have a gun in my car uh, or in my bag or something. I do feel like people uh, should not have to be afraid to get pulled over by the police, nor should you be chased down and shot in the back like a fucking dog. And I understand it. And I think what police don't empathize and understand is that us as black men, look, I, I could see something happening to you because of the color of your skin. And it will resonate with me in a way where I now feel it. I, and I feel like it's now going to happen to me because it happened to you. We see it happening to Eric Gardner, happening to all these people. I looked at the father of James Blake on the news. I mean, Jacob Blake on the news. And you know what I said? He didn't think he would be at a press conference talking like this about his child. And none of you who like you who have children think about that. But I really feel, you know, uh, I know there's a, a lot of people online say, I can't believe the family's already suing the police department. Hit them where it hurts. Take all their fucking Absolutely. money. Absolutely. What are they supposed to do? Take all their fucking money. And I'll say to black people specifically, go buy guns, get guns. I have multiple guns in my house. And you know what? They're not here for games or, or, or jokes. They are here to protect myself and my property and i feel like damage i know you have a gun and you have guns we bl more black people need to purchase weapons and, and defend themselves yeah my thing is like we have to get past the point where we're just taping the violence like what can we do actively to help stop it like you know watching this somebody always has their camera out and that's good because we do need this footage to prove that it happened but at this point we've noticed there is Nothing that happens once you prove it. We can watch somebody die on camera. You know, there's no disputing that this is what happened and no one gets locked up. None of these police officers go to jail. They might lose their job. They get suspended. There needs to be another action that we do as a community to protect our own. I don't know if that's attacking the cops. I don't know if that's shooting cops back. I don't know what it is, but I know we need to do more than just doing this. I'm done but with you, this. But you know what? I'm I will say- people documenting people dying. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's got to be something else happening. Well, I'll say that I love the fact that people are documenting it because without these videos, we would not be enraged, right? So we do need to see the videos. But like, but I will say what I think you're saying is this can't be all we're doing. Like, yeah, we can't, it has to be another we, we step. Can't, we can't become Black Lives Matter documentarians. We have to be reporters and socially conscious. But then there has to be action that's consistent and that does not stop when the narrative stops in the media. Once the mm -hmm. national media stops talking about it, people go back to living their lives and wait for the next uproar. And 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 I also go on to say that, you know, for for black people, like we need to be fighting with Latinos and brown people just like we are for ourselves because they too are discriminated against in this country and in the world. And I feel like all black and brown, it bothers me so much that here in Los Angeles, black and brown people are divided. I wish we were all more unified yeah, because, you know, too. we we do have a lot more influence. But yeah, I do agree with you, Damage. More people need to stop just filming and actually take an active part in the conversation. And, you know, I, I just want to say to the uh, Jacob Blake family, man, our hearts go out to you as do with every other family that's had this experience. And we love the fact that you're using your platform to push for peaceful protests, but also accountability. And to Jacob, man, you know, God spared you to be a light. Yes, um, thank God know, he's still alive. You know, Tamir Rice, you know, uh, Trayvon Martin, Eric Gardner, uh, Mike Brown, a lot of people did not, uh, you know, uh, uh, Sandra Bland did not have the ability to still be a light for us to have a voice and to speak specifically from the firsthand perspective. And so we wish you a speedy recovery so you can come back and, and, and send your message around the world. And so the people protesting in Wisconsin, man, you know, continue to stay on their necks. And I, I will tell you that another thing that recently bothered me, and I want to bring up Breonna Taylor's name again, because our national show, which those of you that don't listen, you need to go to iHeart.com or wherever, iHeartRadio.com and find our schedule of our national show and listen to that because that's a whole other experience. We do talk about Breonna Taylor because our show is in 54 cities around the country and all the major cities around the country. We're in Breonna Taylor's neighborhood. We're in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. But the attorney general there recently spoke at the RNC and had a lot to say about supporting Trump and being a happy, Repub a proud Republican. Uh, and he even threw Breonna Taylor's name in there for a soundbite. And I just felt, and he's a black man. Clearly, he's an Uncle Tom. But 
I was just so taken aback at how, again, uh, this motherfucker used a popular moment that's important to all of us black people as a highlight in a stupid ass uh, message for uh, the Republican Party. And so I would say to the people in in that, that city and state and around the fucking country, please get active in politics. Please get registered to vote. Please start voting locally because you guys elected this person or you elected the governor in your state that appointed him however he got there. And this person literally is laughing in your faces as we daily talk about holding the police accountable for Breonna Taylor. And it's so crazy how you can get shot seven times in front of your children damaged for being black, but yet you're a cop sworn to uphold the highest level of responsibility and holding and, and keeping us safe. You can kill an unarmed black woman or black man in this country and still go eat McDonald's with your kid. Absolutely. And still go to the grocery store and get ice cream, all types of shit. You can do whatever you want. Lastly, there's this other topic of Rosie O'Donnell. Did you hear what she had to say? Oh, she was um, praying for Kanye to take his meds and also brought up his mom's name. Yeah, she's wildin'. Yeah, she took to Twitter and she said this, yay, she must know I'm on a nickname basis. You must take your meds, save yourself, get balance. If your mom was here, she would say that to you with so much love. Thank you, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> what did you think when you saw that? Who the fuck is Rosie O'Donnell to make a message to Kanye? Way after the fact, too. It's like, where were you at when he was doing the dumb shit? Why are you writing this now? That was yep. weird. Young Young man. Young man, I'm not talking to you damage. I'm talking to Rosie. Young man, listen, stay in your fucking place. Now, I loved Rosie O'Donnell back in the day, and I love this butch queen of a woman. I love it. And I think that, hey, you know, whether she had her mental health breakdown or what, and the fact that you can relate to Kanye or Ye, as you call him, uh, I love the fact that you're reaching out to him on Twitter. But I think it's a low blow to bring up his dead mom. Like, you know damn well that part of what the whole context of why he has had these mental health breakdowns is because of his mother. So why would you bring up Donda as a trigger? That to me was low. And I you feel, don't know Donda. So you and, don't and, know what and, his and mom you know would what? say to him. And even if you did know her, like there's people that know my brother and I'll go live sometimes damaged. And they'll be like, I was your brother's friend. They'll call him by his gang name, and I know that it's real, and they'll, they'll make sure that I know that they knew him, and I know they're doing it to honor him. But I've had fans say shit like, yo, this is so disrespectful for you to write this about Meg being shot. What if somebody brought up how your brother got his brains blown out in front of you? How does that feel? And you know, I know they're coming from a negative place. Even though hers wasn't as egregious as that, for her mm -hmm. to bring up his mother when she knows that is a potential trigger of his, to me, is just, it's literally trying to make him relapse or have a moment, you know? I don't know. I thought it was distasteful. I, I, I just didn't like that. No, it was troubling. It was random. It was out of nowhere. You don't know what his mom would say to him. You don't know him enough. And I don't even know their relationship, but I know you don't know him enough because you're tweeting this. You don't know him enough to bring up his mother. Don't bring up anybody in the family. Just shut the fuck up. Mind your business. Don't you have your own life to live? Why are you randomly tweeting about Kanye? You were a, it's a you, clout chase. You were a talk show host. Why are you not talking about the evil elf and her crew over in fucking Burbank, Ellen DeGeneres, and all the terrorizing she was doing to people over there? Talk, stay in your lane and talk about what the fuck you know. Talk exactly. about it's a talk, clout chase though. Talk about WAP. <laughs> okay, and sh and shout out to Chris McCarthy, the president of Viacom, who's working with Nick to fix this whole wilding out scandal thing. You That's know. Good. Those of us on the cast still have not gotten a while and out notice that it's been canceled. So we pray that the show does come back. So I'm praying that Nick and Chris figure it out. But, you know, when there's a billion dollars on the table, I don't think you just go and just throw the whole shit out without having real conversations. I think there was a knee jerk reaction to the comments that we've all said are probably not mm -hmm. the smartest thing said. But, uh, you know, I'm praying that while and out comes back for the fans. And if, if it does, I will be back with a lot of gay jokes. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Wildin. 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 All right. Well, enough of that. I'm not getting paid to do that right now. All right. Well, look, damage has been great seeing you today. Yes. Everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. Please keep sharing on your Facebooks. Help the show continue to grow. And uh, we will be releasing the name and likeness of the new co-host soon. So uh, you may want to stick around for that. Oh, and my OnlyFans account. Bye.